0: The following audio is from Fathom Church in downtown Littleton, Colorado. More information about Fathom can be found at fathomchurch.org. Hey, if you have your Bibles, and I hope you do, grab them. Let's open them up to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 is where we're going to be This morning, uh, Luke is, uh, his gospel is where we've been all Advent. Uh, There are hardback black Bibles under every chair. If you don't have one, you can grab one of those and open to page 857. You can open a phone or a tablet, uh, but we're going to be in Luke chapter two. We don't really do verses on screens. So uh, some of this will be familiar, but I think you'd like to see this Luke chapter two. Um, The other thing I want to say is this, you guys look good. Yeah, you're looking good. I mean, you clean up all right. Uh, some of you more than others, all right? Uh, and, and I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm glad for that. Uh, this is one of the few Sundays a year. Actually, there's two Sundays a year that I will not wear a shirt with an embroidered animal on it. Uh, so this is my dressing up for you as well. And... Uh, you sounded really good, like that's the, one of my favorite parts of Christmas Eve service is that we sing songs that almost everybody knows all of the words to. and so I mean don't you like that part of Christmas is singing those songs? I, I hope that was encouraging to you, but uh, I was thinking this week some of my favorite Christmas songs that we even sing at church, uh, the lyrics, if you actually pay attention to what you're saying, they aren't right I don't know if you've noticed this or not but but uh but there's some problems with some of our classic Christmas songs. that just like does not line up with the Bible, the story in the Bible. So uh, today, this morning for you, I want to present my top incorrect Christmas lyrics, which I hope in turn ruins your holidays. OK, so Merry Christmas. Let's begin first from the song. I saw three ships. Okay, I saw, you know this one? I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. You know that song? Okay, Um, there is a verse that goes like this. Oh, they sailed to Bethlehem on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. Oh, they sailed to Bethlehem on Christmas Day in the morning. Anybody been to Bethlehem? Yo, that place is landlocked. All right? (laughs) All right. I'm not sure what they're talking about. I read one, one like a web blog or something that was like maybe the the ships that were sailing in were Mary Joseph and Baby Jesus, and they sailed into Bethlehem. I was like, no, that's uh, some sort of strange maritime Christmas carol. I don't know what this is, but pitch that one in the trash. Nat King Cole was wrong. Okay, second song. I'm gonna go there. Silent night. All right. I'm sorry. Silent night, holy night. All is calm. All is bright. Uh, when my daughter was born, before my daughter was born, uh, we took a natural birth class. And I'll just tell you that, this, there's nothing silent, calm, or bright about the natural birth process. They should rename the song Crazy Night, change the lyrics, it would work perfectly, okay? Uh, silent Night, throw that one away. Third, third, uh, from the song Away in a Manger, you know this one, Away in the Manger. Uh, there is one line that always gets me in Away in the Manger, and it's this. The cattle are lowing, the baby awakes, but little Lord Jesus, no crying, he makes. Now, now we have a bunch of new parents in here, okay, with, with little children, babies. Okay, you tell me, if your baby wakes up in the middle of the night and there's a cow <laughs> lowing, mooing in his face, you think that, that, that baby's not going to cry? You think that no no sound he will make? Not possible, okay? You you, you do everything you can, don't wake the baby, right? Like that's how you handle little kids. So so those songs are problematic, Uh, but there was this one song that's not actually a traditional Christmas hymn that helped me with our text this evening, or this morning. Uh, It helped me interpret it. And so Bing Crosby, I'm a Christmas music guy, okay? I'm not anti-Christmas music. I like Christmas music before Thanksgiving, okay? So string me up, I don't care. There's this Bing Crosby song. Uh, He made this song famous. It's called, Do You Hear What I Hear? Do You Hear What I Hear? Uh, And I think that's actually the point of the Christmas text that we're gonna look at today concerning the shepherds and the angels. The shepherds and the angels is who we're gonna talk about today. We've been working through Luke chapters one and two and looking at pairs of characters in the text. And today, the question that the shepherds and the angels bring to us is this. How do you hear How do you listen? What are you listening to? How do you hear the message and respond to the message of the birth of Jesus? And I was thinking about it this week, but hearing is actually a tricky thing. It's a tricky concept because uh, you've all likely heard the story that we're about to read. You've all likely heard this story, but the question for us today is, have you really listened to it? Have you really listened to it? Because think about hearing or listening with me real quick. Uh, when you're not listening, you don't realize that you're not listening. That's, that's the, the trick with listening, okay? Have you ever had somebody, think, I mean, think about this. Somebody comes to you, comes to you and you know, maybe like in a hypothetical way, it's your spouse for me to be my wife, okay? It's never happened to me. But imagine that my wife came to me and said, hey, I've been talking to you. I've been talking to you. Are you listening to me? And then I like pull away from my glowing rectangle, right? And my phone. And, and, I, and I say, oh, I, I'm sorry. What did you say? Like, like, you see, you never know when you're not listening. Isn't that strange? You don't know. Because if you knew that you weren't listening, you actually are. That's a bizarre thought. I mean, that messed my brain up this week a little bit, okay? Um, that's what I want us to talk about. We'll see it in the text, but I wanna talk about how we hear the message of Jesus. Because listen, you can hear it and not listen to it. Like you can hear it and not hear it. And you might not even know that you're not hearing it. And that should be a scary thing for us. So that's what we're gonna do uh, this morning. Let's dig into this. We're actually gonna breeze through the section that you know well and move to the section that you might know less. But Luke chapter two, we're gonna pick it up in verse eight. So follow along in your text, Luke two, starting in verse eight. This should probably be familiar material. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. There was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. So, that right there is the preeminent Christmas text. That's the passage. That is the text. It's the classic text we hear preached almost every Christmas. And listen, even if you weren't raised in the church, okay? I wasn't raised going to church. So even if you weren't raised going to church, I knew that story because of Linus. Charlie Brown taught me that story. Charlie Brown preached that message to all of us, even if you didn't go to church. So so that's the quote. And gosh, there's so much we could unpack in that little section. But the thing I want us to note for our purposes this morning is just how very ordinary the shepherds were. Like if you have been to church on Christmas Eve, every preacher in the history of Christmas has pointed out that the shepherds uh, being involved in any level was surprising. Was shocking in this Christmas narrative because the shepherd's lowly state in their culture would have caused them to be a non trustworthy. They were considered vagrants. They were considered dirty. They weren't allowed to worship in God's temple. To include them in the, the birth narrative is shocking at a certain level. But just like we've said, all through this Advent study, God comes to really ordinary people. He just shows up to really ordinary human beings, He doesn't show up to the elite. He doesn't show up to the famous and the rich and the religious and the capable. Over and over again in our scriptures, he shows up to completely ordinary blue collar Joes. That's who he shows up to. And that's who the shepherds are. So so that's all I want us to take from the famous part of the section, okay? Uh, What I want us to do with the rest of our time is I want us to turn to the less familiar section that happens after glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to those who God has favor. Let's go on to verse 15. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in A manger. So this is the nativity scene. Okay, the shepherds show up at the barn or the cave, whatever you think it might be. They show up and there's baby Jesus and there's mama and there's daddy and they're in the place, okay? And I don't know why this struck me as particularly interesting this week as I was studying, but I love, listen, I love that these very ordinary shepherds hear the good news that's heralded to them by the angels, of all people, they are the ones who were chosen to hear the news from the multitude of the heavenly host and they hear it and then their response is, we gotta go see it. We gotta go do something about this. And what I found in my heart as, as I was studying this passage is that if I'm not careful, my response to Christmas can kind of develop in the opposite direction. Like Christmas can become very commonplace for me. The message of Jesus' arrival on earth, the Messiah, the Christ, can become very commonplace in my ears. And I can hear the story and respond with this kind of rote sort of force. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, of, of, of course that's true. What are we doing for lunch? Like I can find myself there. What kind of cookies are you bringing? Oh, I can find myself there. What, 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 what game is playing tonight? I can find myself there if I'm not careful. But what I love about the shepherds is that they hear, they hear from the Lord and they didn't just go, well, well that was nice. Well, that was nice. Now let's go back to shepherding. That's not their, their move. No, they said, hey, the Lord has made this known to us. Let's go see it. We got to go see it. Like they drop everything to go and see. And I just thought, my brain, this week, what happened to the sheep? They're all dead, okay? And Merry Christmas, right? Like that's what, they're totally irresponsible. They leave the sheep. They leave their jobs. They quit. This is, this is, this is pouring coffee on your boss and running, right? Like that's what happens. They leave but it does you no good to be heralded the good news of great joy and do nothing with it. It does you no good to hear the message of Christmas and not listen to it. And and, and hear me, churches, especially this time of year, are filled with all kinds of people who have heard, and yet they're not listening. They've heard it, but they, they haven't heard it. Now the shepherds respond and I like that, but look at what happens next because it actually moves us into our main point for the morning. So look at verse 17. And when they saw it, that is the baby and Mary and Joseph, when they saw it, they made known the saying that they had been told them concerning this child. So I like the, the movement here for these shepherds. They hear the message from the angels, okay? They respond to the message by, by going to see. So they hear and then they went and saw it. And when they saw it, they couldn't help but share the message that they had received. Okay, they made known what had been told to them. So note the progression. They heard, they, they saw, and then they share. It's like what they do in response to the hearing that that the Messiah has come, that the birth of the Christ child has happened. That's the rhythm with which we are to respond to the Christmas message. And and then something totally wild occurred in the story um, and, and, and it never registered with me until this week. Something totally wild happened. There are no more angels. I never thought about that until this week. We've had angels with Zechariah and Elizabeth, We've had angels with Mary and then an angel with Joseph. Now we have angels with shepherds. Not just one, but like a heavenly host, a multitude of angels show up. And now there are no more angels. Angels stop the minute Christ is born. And that fact never dawned on me until this week that the ordinary shepherds get the message from angels, but everybody else gets the message from the shepherds. It never dawned on me. The shepherds got angels. All we get are shepherds. And I felt kind of let down by that a little bit, just so you know. I felt a little downtrodden because I haven't ever heard from an angel. Maybe you have. Okay, we're in Denver. It's a metropolitan area. There's a lot of weirdos. Maybe you have, okay? But I haven't. I have not heard from an angel And I would imagine, though, that if I had hurt from one, it'd be pretty easy to pay attention. Like if a glowing angel, warrior of the heavenly realm showed up in front of me, I imagine that you fall to the ground and you feel the searing brilliance of its glory. And I imagine you pay attention to it. Like if an, it's not like touched by an angel with like a glowing head, it's like these guys freak you out. So if an angel shows up and you hear from it, I imagine you're pretty dialed in to what that angel says. But listen, most of us aren't gonna hear the message of Jesus that way. We're not gonna hear it from an angel. No, we're gonna hear it from shepherds. Just ordinary, dirty shepherds. And, and, and that makes it harder. I think it makes it harder. We'll hear from a shepherd. The shepherd will look like your mom or dad. The shepherd will look like a Sunday school teacher or a pastor. The shepherd might look like a friend at work or or a neighbor. And that can sometimes cause us not to listen to the message of Christmas because, gosh, they're just ordinary shepherds. I can see all their flaws. They got that that smell about them. Yeah, I'm not sure that that gladdings of great joy come from that guy. And sometimes it causes us to, to turn on the message because of the messenger. And the messenger, listen, is not an angel, it's a shepherd. See, most of us get the message of Jesus in very ordinary ways that we might overlook and ways we might ignore because the messenger is a shepherd. But Luke seems to be showing us the importance of not only who brings the message, but hearing that message and responding to that message. Because now the shepherds start sharing the message and look at how people respond to hearing the greatest news ever told from these ordinary shepherds. Look, these verses, I've never read them before. I mean, I've read them, I've read them, but they hit me new this week. Look at verses 18 and 19. You might know these verses. And all who heard it, that's the message from the shepherds. All who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. That's fascinating. See, we have two hearers. We have all, all who heard it, and then the text says, but Mary. So, what you're getting there is a contrast. You're getting a contrast from the crowd that heard the shepherd's message and Mary, the mother of Jesus, who heard the message of the shepherds and were to read it as a contrast because it says, but Mary, in contrast to how everyone else heard the message. So, first, the crowd, they heard it, and the word that the text says is that they wondered. Or if you're reading from a different translation, sometimes it's translated, they are, were amazed. By it, and so I don't want to like poo-poo on that word. They were amazed. They wondered at it. Some commentators think uh, that everybody is amazed because it's the shepherds. They're like, I didn't even know these guys knew how to speak our language, so they might be shocked that it's the shepherds who are bringing the message. Other commentators think that they're actually shocked by the message. They're 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 wondering about the actual message of the birth of the Messiah. But regardless, here's here's how I'm reading it. The, the crowds hear the message. And maybe, like in a moment, they're pumped. Like they're thrilled by it. They wondered. They were amazed. But it doesn't last. And the reason why I think it doesn't last is because they contrast that, Luke contrasts that with Mary. But Mary. And in Mary's response, it says that she treasured up these things and pondered them. She treasured and she pondered. Uh, So here's what Mary doesn't say. Mary doesn't say, hey, thanks you guys. You're freaking out my kid, Um, but thanks so much. Hey, I got my own angel a little while ago, like nine months ago. So I already kind of knew this stuff. Don't need your message. Thank you, please leave. Like that's not what she says. She doesn't say, hey, I was raised in church. I already know the story. I've already made up my mind about how these things work and nothing you tell me is going to change that. She didn't come out of the gate with that. No, it says she treasured and pondered. She treasured and pondered. The Greek word for pondered is more of a cognitive word. To ponder, to, to think about. It literally means to put into context. To connect. So Mary is taking the message that the shepherds are bringing and working it into her total understanding of what's happened over the last year. She's piecing it together. So she's pondering, she's thinking. Listen, she's being intellectually honest. Oh, some Christians need to hear that message today. That we use our brains. That we think that this is a thinking faith. But she's also, listen, treasuring up those things. Now, treasuring up is weird. That's a more emotional term if you're studying the Greek, and it has to do with the heart. It actually literally means to keep something alive. To treasure means to keep something alive. It's kind of like nursing a campfire, like a dying campfire that's down to embers and you're throwing some kindling on there and you're blowing some air to try and stoke the fire again. It's keeping that thing alive so that it doesn't flame out. That's the idea of treasuring it up. It's to relish it. It's to savor it. It's to preserve something that you don't want to lose. So Mary not only cognitively hears the message, she also fans the flames of her heart emotionally. It's emotional and rational. It's, it's head and it's heart. That's how we are to hear this message. And I wonder, as we close up this morning, I wonder how you're hearing. I wonder how you're hearing Christmas. Or listen, maybe you've not been in church for a minute and I, and I just ask you this question. I wonder, I wonder who you're listening to. I wonder how you're hearing, I wonder who you're listening to. Because in the gospels, Jesus, this little baby who will grow up to be a man, the man Jesus will teach this parable about seed being thrown on soil. And in this parable of the seed or parable of the sower, these different types of soil represent the way that we respond to the seed of God's word. And there are four different types of soil and each one responds, hears the word and responds differently. The seed is God's word and the sower plants the word in Those four soils, four different soils, four different ways to hear, and four different results. And the point of that parable is the same point I think that Luke is trying to make here. And that is that many people hear. And many don't listen. You can hear and you sometimes can't hear. And listen, some people, hear me, simply just don't believe that Jesus is the Messiah. They just don't believe that Jesus is the Christ. And hear me, I get that. And I say, listen, if that's you, I say it every Sunday here at Fathom. We're so glad you're here today. You're welcome to be here even if you don't believe this stuff. Gosh, we love that. But there are some in here today who would say, yeah, I do believe this stuff, but in a moment of honesty, and listen, I know it's this church. It's no place to be honest, right? So I, I get it. I get it. But... But in a moment of honesty, I just wonder if you have not ever treasured the message in your heart, fanned that flame. I wonder if you've ever really pondered it, if you've ever really put your mind to it. See, don't underestimate your ability to hear and not listen. If you knew you weren't listening, you would be. So the question I think for us is, do you want to be like the crowd who gets stoked, who who marvel, who get amazed, who think, Jesus, he's awesome, only to let that thing kind of fizzle out? Or do you want to be like Mary? This is the reason I think many of us miss what God's up to in our lives. I genuinely think this, it's because it comes from forms that we're not looking for, that we're not expecting. It comes from shepherds. See, like we expect Jesus showing up in the world and in our lives to be some big and impressive thing. Like we want the angel. We want the heavenly host cracking the heavens open, rendering the skies and seeing the glowing light. We want that when God shows up in our lives. But I'm just telling you, 20 years of pastoral ministry here, the work of God almost always, almost always, begins in much smaller ways like, like seed cast upon the ground. It's a message about a baby born to a poor family told to you by common shepherds. So easy to ignore, it's laughable. So how are you listening? How are you hearing the Christmas message? I'll say it one more time. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Treasure that. Ponder that. Don't just wonder, don't just feel, it, but, but let that fan the flame of belief in your heart. Listen, I'll say what Jesus says in the Gospels and then I'll pray. To those who have ears, Let them hear. Let's pray. Father, we do bless you. Thank you, Lord, for the message of Christmas. The best news on the planet is that we, in our broken and fallen state, ones who could not rescue ourselves, for us, you sent your only son to come on a rescue mission for us. And you didn't show up with a sword, flaming, swinging, cutting, breaking. No, 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 you showed up as a helpless infant in the arms of impoverished parents in a small little town off the beaten path where where witness was born by dirty common shepherds. And in that moment, everything changed. God, would you warm our hearts to, 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 like Mary, treasure that story in our hearts. Lord, would you inflame our minds that we might ponder and fit this together, put it all together in our heads and that in response we would be like Mary and that all these things would lead us to believe and to worship. So God, we trust you in this Christmas with this message, help us to have ears to hear. So Lord, we love you. We pray these things in the name of Jesus and by the power of the spirit and all God's people said, amen. Amen. Amen.